main idea is to not afraid to do new things. And sometimes it's hard, but at the end of the day, people who are trying moving forward, people who is not trying staying at the same place. The oil and gas industry, the driving engine of the world economy, delivering prosperity, innovation and abundance across the globe. Here are the stories of its key players, directly from the leaders themselves. This is Oil and Gas Industry Leaders Podcast, where real experiences are passed on from the leaders of today to the leaders of tomorrow. Here is your host, Paige Wilson. Welcome back to another episode of the Oil and Gas Industry Leaders Podcast, sponsored by CBRE. CBRE is the global leader in real estate operations, providing specialized solutions to the world's largest energy, oil, and gas companies, supporting their facilities upstream and downstream, both inside and outside the fence. CBRE's experts deliver strategies that optimize operations, reduce costs, risks, and increase productivity without compromising safety. Unlock the power of your energy, oil, and gas portfolio with CBRE. Learn more at www.cbre.com forward slash EOG. Oh, if you're interested in getting some OGGN laptop hard hat stickers, check out the show notes for a 10-second survey, and we'll get those shipped to you. We're currently waiting on a new shipment of stickers, so thank you for your patience. Also, if you know anything about me, I struggle quite a bit with ADHD and anxiety, and I found this little thing called Magic Mind. If you want to give Magic Mind a shot and join the team, Go to magicmind.co forward slash oil and gas industry and use code oilgas20 for 20% off your first order. All right. Well, I'm sitting here this afternoon with Michael Maltsev, President and Chief Product Officer at Rigger. How's it going, Michael? Good, good. Thank you for having me here. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you today? <laughs> I'm actually in Calgary in my office. Yeah. Traveling back and forth from Texas to Louisiana, <laughs> Alberta <laughs> and back. And uh, yeah, it's a very, very exciting time. Well, let's talk about how you got started in the industry. Oh, it was 14 years ago when I moved to Canada, and I was really lucky to start as an accountant in oil field rental company. And it was a, a very, very exciting time for me, learning a lot of about oil field rentals and the telecom industry. Yeah, it was kind of a very, very interesting experience uh, because uh, oil and gas is a very different industry. Yeah, it certainly is. So where did you move to Canada from? I'm moving from Belarus, which is a country of former Soviet Republic, and it was not my decision, but my wife, so... You know. <laughs> so you had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Men usually made one decision in his life, and the rest is just follow the rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So your decision was to marry her, and she's like, yeah. you're, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, yes, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. Well, let's talk more about your career. So you moved to Canada, got started, and then let's kind of talk through all your different positions after that. Yeah. So I moved to Canada in 2009, started as an accountant, and then overgrow to the chief financial officer of the small oil field service and rental company called Rickstar Communications. And during that time, I realized that you know, there is an opportunity to build good solution for oilful rentals, trucking, and oilful services. My background is accounting and finance, but I spent all my career with the automation of the 
different business processes. And back in Belarus, I run several software development companies and software implementation companies. And I realized that, yeah, why not? Let's try it here. And it was kind of a development period, maybe a year, maybe half of the year. And yeah, I decided to go to my own and then, you know, the rest is a history. So like right now, the company turned 10 years and congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. And yeah, we're still growing. We still are, you know, adding new features to our software every single day. And it's a very exciting journey. Awesome. Like I said, congratulations. So let's talk about what Rigor does. Oh, Rigor does so different, different things. But major is to manage all field service and rental operations, including like everything from the first client call to final invoice. Our major focus is the operations and field operations, connect office and field, track all the revenue items and generate invoices. So, and with the focus of the equipment, with the focus of the equipment, inspections, movement, repairs, maintenance, all this cycle associated with the heavy equipment and the rental tools. Right. Okay. So is it specific to onshore or offshore or both? Or- both. Already both. So yeah, we started as a onshore, but right now we have different configurations for different type of businesses. For example, we have a setup for the telecom companies. We have setup for you know, downhole tools, rentals. We have setup for offshore and waterline power generation. So lots of different also service industries where are you required to truck an equipment. Even toilet rentals uh, or mobile homes rentals are part of our configuration as well. Oh, wow. Wow. So when did you figure out there was a problem in the industry that this software needed to be implemented? Yeah, that time when I was a CFO of the rental company, it was we had around 40 different field technicians and everything run on Excel spreadsheets. And we had five dispatchers, you know, trying to put everything together and build one big spreadsheet every single day. And the next day, what they do, the same thing. And it was kind of a really big problem because after that, we have five accountants who are trying to generate invoices based on that. And you know the oil field loves their spreadsheets. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And one day I opened that Excel spreadsheet and I start, you know, moving down, 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 down. And I realized that we have 100,000 line items. <gasps> oh, yes. wow. It's just for one, for one month, all the movements of the parts, etc. And it was like... It should be a better way. It should be a better way because, you know, like, you know, 20 people. And again, 10 years ago, the only one user edit the Excel spreadsheet. So right now we have the privilege that, you know, you can work together on the same Word document or on the same Excel document. But 10 years ago, it was not that like that. And it was <laughs> really big issue. And again, based on my background, I called the guys back home and asked, okay, can we build a prototype? And first application was very, very simple. Like it was the rental agreement. It was a ticket in, ticket out, and it was. Again, initially, rig equipment rentals, with this, the rigor stands for rig equipment rentals. Initially, we focused on the rental uh, part of the business, but more and more, Clients coming and asking about services, uh, you know, we need to add a field ticket, we need to add, you know, the specific quotes, etc. Then, you know, the software start growing and, you know, the, 
a big deal right now it's to you know manage that growth because you know the clients have lots of different interesting ideas say for example we have safety we have hr we have all technical aspects collecting from the equipment say for example we have integration with telemetry so we can for power generation we can collect hours and based on that calculate the next maintenance cycle every single night that's pretty cool yeah it's and again we're not doing this by ourselves we're doing this with the clients so we're always always working with them to make their life easier and better so that's the main exciting thing of this job well it sounds like you got your plate full huh <laughs> oh yeah 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 we really and again we have a great team here inside rigor developers consultants marketing sales lots of lots of interesting people enjoying every single day working with them awesome awesome well let's jump into leadership what is leadership to you for me leadership is you know building a vision and making cinema in the mind of other people like making a movie so the people start to create their own pictures of that vision and it's very exciting because you know they start giving you some ideas they start giving them some details and it's great it's great it's like you provide this and they provide you back those ideas and it's like fuel of, of the new ideas and it's really really great but for for leader of course leader should be an example for all the followers and inspire them for me leader means that you know the person who can see a little bit further and it should not all be in the front line not necessarily but you know see the future and give the you know pictures of future to people right right okay so do you have like an example of a difficult experience you've had to go through as a leader i mean there's so much that happens along the way so i'm just kind of i would love your take and difficult experience. Of course, the again, the leader and manager, there are lots of memes about how a leader differ from the manager. But I believe that a good manager should be a leader. And a good manager should run some of the leadership. And the toughest experience from the, uh, you know, it's, you know, firing the person. I really hate that. I really, it's a tough, but one of my Boss once said that, you know, you become a manager, not when you hire a person, but when you fire. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. That's pretty tough for me as well. Yeah. And again, it's not easy. Sometimes it's tough because, you know, you spend a lot of days together or sometimes years. But for some reason, it's just time to say it's really tough to find the right words. It's really tough. Yeah, I agree with that. So on the latter, what's the most rewarding part about leadership? The rewarding part of leadership, I would say that when you see people believing in you, when you see the trust from other people, it's probably one of the rewarding. I can give you, yeah, it was, that happened last week in Houston. We've been with a client, and again, leader not only for the employees, leader for the clients as well, just showing them the way. And he told Michael, we need you here, and we, you know, want to pay any money. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> And for me, it's very important because, you know, people trust. The people, you know, give you, you know, an open ideas, like open exchange of the ideas and giving you permission to improve their life. And this is very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. That's got to be really cool. If you had a piece of advice to give our audience, I mean, we have so many different people that listen to the show. What would that be? Ask questions. 
make conclusions and not afraid. So, and not afraid, I probably one of the thing, because, you know, I can give you an example of, again, rigor initial stages. Because, again, when I started the company, I thought about the Canadian oil and gas market. And I just grew very, and it was, was a bad time because it was 2012, 2013. And then the entire industry in Canada, you know, went down. And I was like, okay, what, what I will need to do? And one week I received a call from the potential client from Oklahoma and potential investor from Houston. And they told, you know, there is no difference between, you know, Canadian operations and U.S. operations. And it was like kind of a discovery for me. And nobody told me that it's hard and it's not possible. And I was kind of very, very excited and not afraid and move and, you know, went to Texas and start working, talking to people. And it's like, it was, it was very easy. <laughs> I was really surprised that, you know, working with U.S. is very easy. And again, this is a kind of, a, again, my experience with the Canadian business. You need to be successful in U.S. to be accepted in, in Canada. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... But no, of course, it's a joke. But in general, the main idea is to not afraid to do new things. And sometimes it's hard, but at the end of the day, people who are trying moving forward, people who is not trying, staying at the same place. Yeah, remain stagnant. Yeah. True. Yep. What book influenced you the most? And tell us why. From the recent, and again, I love to read, but no time and just listening all of the books right now. And I find this a very exciting time because, you know, when you're flying back and forth, it's really, really great to listen to good book. And one of the books which inspired me and was a book about Elon Musk path. And, you know, why it was inspired me that, you know, I realized that I'm not alone. But I mean, <laughs> Elon and not alone. <laughs> and not, you know, that crazy and focus on the work on sometimes uh, have a very unbalanced work-life balance. By the way, I don't believe in work-life. I believe in life. And it's only life. And there is no work. If you love what you do, it's not, it's not work anymore. It's your life. So, yeah, the, his journey and his vision and his experience and it's crazy because you know starting from scratch and moving to space it's unbelievable achievement yeah it goes from cars to space and simultaneously like running on three different directions four different directions you know i'm struggling with one and <laughs> 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 have no idea how he's doing that so it's a special special person for yeah. sure absolutely do you also sleep at work like he does? <laughs> Doesn't he have like a bedroom at work at SpaceX? I think so. Yeah. And he's mentioned that in a gigafactory, his bedroom in the shop. Yeah. Not exactly, but I can tell you like last night I was you know, with a call with Saudi Arabia client 2 a.m. So again, I have no idea if I sleep or not. <laughs> my work or not sleep at my work but no it's true it's very interesting yeah. so what's your most used business tool right now and it was starting in pandemic we you know moved to teams yeah i would say that it's a brilliant tool and we right now focusing on the integrate rigor with teams so oh that's cool of, 
approval process, you know, notifications, it's other other stuff already integrated with Teams. So, and we searching other integrations. So, I believe it's a great communication tool. There are some things which could be improved. I would say that Microsoft running last maybe five seven years in the right direction towards business applications and is become more and more useful and. We use Teams a lot. We not use internal emails because of all the security and other stuff. And we use Teams every single day. Yeah, so do we. We're definitely a Microsoft shop. Actually, I'll, I'll need to pick your brain about something after this. So who would you say is your most respected competitor? I would say that the company, which right now changed names twice from the, <laughs> from the last two years. That sounds stable. <laughs> yeah, def- definitely. No, they've been purchased by a oh. big company and the big company was purchased by Shark. So it's like kind of very, very interesting. Yes, definitely. One of the inspired leaders of this industry is Travis Parigi, who was a founder of the FieldFX and Service. Right now, they, they purchased by ServiceMax and the ServiceMax was purchased by PTC uh, okay. just recently. But they, you know, showing that, you know, everything is possible for companies like Rigger and they showing that we can do better <laughs> and move forward. Now, they focus on the service side of the business. We focus on the rentals. So some clients we compete, but again, with a different focus, a little bit different focus. So, yeah, but definitely his example is a really, really inspiring, sorry, inspiration. And yeah. Awesome. Great. What's your most important lesson learned? You know, every single day is a lesson learned. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that believe believe in your in your passion. In passioning believe in what you're doing, then it will be rewarded. This is one of the lessons sooner or later. Because sometimes people ask me, Why are you doing these things? And I have no answer. I'm just doing it. and I do not have the right answer because I love it and it's all uh, what I'd like to do and it's the things which make me happy. So, and again, it's a kind of an icky guy for me when I find out what is good for society, what's good for people, giving money and give me an opportunity to grow. Yeah. So I would say, you know, believe in yourself. That's really important. I don't think people think about that enough that if you don't believe in yourself, how is anything going to get accomplished? Yeah. 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 No, it's important. And it's just like, and you know, trying to find this kind of situation for yourself, like when the job, what you do, giving some you know, meaning for people and make you happy. So that's one of the what's one of the most important thing, I believe. Good deal. So why do you think your role is important to the future of the oil and gas industry? We have the, the vision of digitalizing the oil and gas, moving oil and gas out of paper. And we see that this is a very important thing from a service company perspective because most of the digitalization, like last years, was focused on the oil companies. But we see the big opportunity to digitalize the service companies and rental companies to you know connect uh, those companies like oil companies and service providers digitally and make the entire industry more efficient and moving faster. Because the industry required this right now, and you know, to prove the efficiency, to prove that it's still one of the important energy source. Of course, we understand that all the renewables they will take their place, but we still believe that oil and gas should develop in, in the right way, and digitalization is a one of the thing. Of course, 
you know, I was really excited about the industry when I first faced with it. And I was really enjoying working with and one of the feature of this industry, I believe it's people, hardworking, very kind, innovative, and you know, searching different ways how to optimize, how to make it better. And for me, it's like a space when you're drilling like four kilometers down and trying to find something there. For me, it's like a space. I couldn't imagine how people find something there. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah, I get that. I get that. It's just like, you know, it's exploratory. It's either going to be good or it's not, you know? Yeah. Risk takers. Risk takers. Yeah. Yeah. That's what makes it exciting. Yes. And this is a feature of this industry. Of course, we have up and downs. Of course, we have lots of good things and bad things about oil and gas. But I believe in a future and great future of oil and gas. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have a favorite podcast? Of course. Of course. It's always OGDN. <laughs> you guys are great. So yeah, we following you for a number of years and it's always exciting to, you know, see the thoughts of the industry leaders and we love to participate in your events. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I see y'all every happy hour, every industry mixer we have, I think you are. I there. tried. I tried. <laughs> I tried. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, we're still thinking that we can do the Calgary chapter here and Oh, that would be uh, great move it forward. It's tough because we, you know, we're traveling a lot, but I believe that sooner or later we will meet here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love Calgary. It's one of my favorite cities to visit unless it's winter. I don't do snow, man. I don't do, <laughs> I don't do cold. That's why I live in the South. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. It's not that bad. You know, we have summer. All that. Good. Good. Two days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now I know where to go to get relief from the Texas heat. Oh, this is a popular job with our team. So, you know, the guys from Texas, you know, always asking, okay, do we need to provide the temperature here? (laughs) Our answer, okay, let's talk in August. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) All right, Michael, thank you for joining me. If people want to reach out to get to know more about you or Rigger, how can they go about doing so? It's simple, rigger.us is our website, R-I-G-E-R.us. And easy to find me in LinkedIn. I'm really open. It was probably an old name, Lion, mm-hmm. Link, LinkedIn. Yeah, I'm open person. So if you have any questions, want to talk, definitely I'll connect me with LinkedIn. Awesome. Yeah. Yep, and I'll include that in the show notes so people can just go and click on it at their convenience. Absolutely. Alrighty. Well, that concludes this episode. So just remember, it's up to you to open the next door. Tune in next week for another intriguing episode of Oil and Gas Industry Leaders Podcast, a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. Learn more at oilandgasindustryleaders.com.